Runo five of Kalevala, the Land of the Heroes, by Elias Lunrot, translated by William Forsell Kirby, eighteen forty four to nineteen twelve. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Runo five, Vainamoinen's fishing. Argument: Vainamoinen fishes for Jokahainen's sister in the lake, and draws her into his boat in the form of a fish. He is about to cut her to pieces when she slips from his hand into the lake and tells him who she is. Vainamoinen tries to persuade her to return to him and then fishes for her, but in vain. He returns home disconsolate and his dead mother advises him to woo the maiden of Poya. Now the tidings were repeated and the news was widely rumored how the youthful maid had perished and the fair one had departed vainamoinen old and steadfast deeply sorrowed at the tidings wept at evening wept at morning spent the livelong night in weeping for the fair one who had perished for the maiden who had slumbered in the muddy lake down sunken to the depths below the billows then he went in sorrow sighing while his heart was filled with anguish to the blue lake's rocky margin and he spoke the words which follow tell me untamo thou sleeper Tell me all thy dreams, O idler, where to find the realm of Ato, where dwell Velamo's fair maidens. Sleeper Untamo made answer, and his dreams he thus repeated. There has Ato fixed his country, there dwell Velamo's fair maidens, near the cloud-encompassed headland, near the ever-misty island, in the depths below the billows, on the black ooze at the bottom there has otto fixed his country there dwell velamo's fair maidens living in a narrow chamber in a little room abiding with the walls of varied marble in the depths beside the headland then the aged vainamoinen hastened to his little vessel and he scanned his fishing tackle and his hooks with care inspected put the tackle in his pocket and the barbed hooks in his wallet through the waves his boat he ferried making for the jutting headland to the cape with clouds encompassed and the ever-misty island then he set about his fishing and he watched his angle closely and he held his hand-net ready dropped his angle in the water and he fished and tried his fortune while the rod of copper trembled and the thread of silver whistled and the golden line whirred loudly and at length one day it happened very early in the morning on his hook a fish was hanging and a salmon trout was captured in the boat he drew it quickly and upon the planks he cast it then he scanned the fish and turned it and he spoke the words which follow tis a fish among the fishes for i never saw its equal smoother is it than a powan than a salmon trout more yellow grayer than a pike i deem it for a female fish too finless for a male tis far too scaleless has no tresses like a maiden nor like water-nymphs tis belted nor is earless like a pigeon it resembles most a salmon or a perch from deepest water in his waistband vainamoinen bore a case-knife silver-hafted and he drew the knife of sharpness drew the case-knife silver-hafted and prepared to slit the salmon and to cut the fish to pieces thought to eat it for his breakfast or a snack to make his luncheon to provide him with a dinner and a plenteous supper likewise as he would have slit the salmon and would cut the fish to pieces sprang the salmon in the water for the beauteous fish jumped sideways 
from the planking of the red boat from the boat of Väinämöinen. Thereupon her head she lifted, raised her shoulders from the water, on the fifth wave's watery hillock, from the sixth high wave emerging. Then her hands in air uplifted and displayed her left foot also, when the seventh wave rose upswelling and upon the ninth wave summit, thereupon the fish addressed him and it spoke and thus protested o oh, thou aged Vinamoinen, surely i have not come hither like a salmon to be slaughtered or a fish to cut to pieces only to become your breakfast or a snack to make your luncheon to provide you with a dinner and a plenteous supper likewise said the aged Vinamoinen, wherefore didst thou then come hither therefore tis that i have sought thee in thine arm like dove to nestle by thy side to sit forever on thy knee as consort sitting to prepare the couch to rest thee and to smooth thy pillow for thee keep thy little room in order and to sweep the flooring for thee in thy room to light the fire and to fan the flames uprightly there large loaves of bread to bake thee cakes of honey to prepare thee and thy jug of beer to fill thee and thy dinner set before thee i am not a water salmon not a perch from deepest water but a young and lovely maiden youthful Jokahainen's sister whom thou all thy life hast longed for whom thou hast so long desired o thou pitiful old creature Vinamoinen, void of wisdom thou hadst not the wit to hold me velamo's young water maiden me the darling child of otto said the aged Vinamoinen, head bowed down and deeply grieving sister thou of Jokahainen, once again return i pray thee but she never more came near him ne'er again throughout his lifetime for she turned away and diving vanished from the water's surface down among the rocks so varied in a liver-coloured crevice Vinamoinen, old and steadfast pondered deeply and reflected what to do and what was needful quick he wove a net all silken and he drew it straight and crossways through the reach and then across it drew it through the quiet waters through the depths beloved by salmon and through vainula's deep waters and by kalevala's sharp headlands through the deep dark watery caverns and the wide expanse of water and through yokola's great rivers and across the bays of lapland other fish he caught in plenty all the fishes of the waters only not the fish he sought for which he kept in mind forever never velamo's fair maiden nor the dearest child of otto then the aged Vinamoinen bowed his head lamenting deeply with his cap adjusted sideways and he spoke the words which follow oh how grievous is my folly weak am i in manly wisdom once indeed was understanding insight too conferred upon me and my heart was great within me such in former times my portion but in days that now are passing in the evil days upon me now my strength with age is failing all my understanding weakens and my insight has departed all my judgment is perverted she for whom long years i waited whom for half my life i longed for velamo's fair water maiden youngest daughter of the surges who should be my friend for ever and my wife throughout my lifetime came and seized the bait i offered in my boat sprang unresisting but i knew not how to hold her to my home i could not take her 
but she plunged amid the waters diving to the depths profoundest then he wandered on a little and he walked in sadness sighing to his home direct returning and he spoke the words which follow once indeed the birds were singing and my joyous cuckoo hailed me both at morning and at evening likewise too in midday hours what has stilled their lively music and has hushed their charming voices care has stilled their lively music sorrow checked their cheerful voices therefore do they sing no longer neither at the sun's declining to rejoice me in the evening nor to cheer me in the morning now no more can i consider how to shape my course of action how upon the earth to sojourn how throughout the world to travel would my mother now were living and my aged mother waking she would surely tell me truly how to best support my trouble that my grief may not o'erwhelm me and my sorrow may not crush me in these weary days of evil in this time of deep depression in her grave his mother wakened answered from beneath the billows still thy mother lives and hears thee and thy aged mother wakens that she plainly may advise thee how to best support thy trouble that thy grief may not o'erwhelm thee and thy sorrow may not crush thee in these weary days of evil in these days of deep depression seek thou out the maids of poya where the daughters are more handsome and the maidens twice as lovely and are five or six times nimbler not like lazy girls of yoko lapland's fat and sluggish daughters thence a wife o son provide thee from the fairest maids of poya choose a maid of fair complexion lovely too in every feature one whose feet are always nimble always active in her movements End of Runo 5 Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine